The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome once again, 11.05. It is the Pinpoint Health Show. It's time for you to get some answers to those questions you have about your health concerns as we continue on here in a uh, absolutely stellar Saturday morning. The number to call in anytime, as you know, over the next hour is a live show, 416-870-6400. Info at pinpointhealth.ca and on social as well. Just Google Pinpoint Health or Dr. Lou and uh, the Lou Down, the uh, the podcast series, more in-depth, more lengthy, but great stuff uh, from all walks coming from there. Uh, Dr. Lou, I know you don't just talk to health professionals. You're, you're branching out and you've been doing some pretty cool stuff lately, so we'll uh point people in that direction but again right here right now 416-870-6400 is the way to uh, to chime in how are you pal what's going on this weekend hey, hey johnny i'm good how are you i'm uh, i'm awesome loving it went out for a huge bike ride yesterday trying to stay healthy in these covid times but uh, there you go well that's uh that's an important thing right we've all got to yep. be doing uh as much as we can with with the limited um, availability of things like gyms that, uh, well, th- th- never mind limited, they're non-existent right now. Uh, but that doesn't mean you can't keep your fitness up by doing uh, stuff around the house, going for hikes, trails. Um, you know, the, and there's something, I think, sort of special about that, too, to just be out in nature, get some sunlight. Oh. One of the biggest problems that we face here in a northern climate like Canada is vitamin D deficiency. And there's a lot of very, very good research coming out right now um, showing that vitamin D um, deficiencies um, do have a big effect on immune function. And and then that in turn can uh, play a role in in fighting off a disease like COVID-19. So, um, you know, the best way to get vitamin D right now or any time is with sun exposure. So this is a, a very important time with the great weather that we all of a sudden have. We went through, you know, a miserable winter of not having this. Uh, this is the time for people to get out there and, and get those uh, that vitamin D exposure and really help that. Vitamin D is a very, very interesting um, uh, vitamin because it actually acts more like a hormone in the body. And, and that's what makes it so unique. And, and it has a huge function, as I started by saying, on immune function. And that is going to be very, very important. And then it brings up a conversation in terms of supplementation outside of these months, which could be very, very important. But outside of that, because I'm not here to sell anything to anybody, I'm not invested in any type of vitamin D um, you know, product or anything like that. But I think the easiest way that we can all get it right now, and it's free, is take advantage of this great weather. Um, and be outside, get some sun on you. Um, the exposure of vitamin D, if I remember correctly, happens most around the eyes, um, interestingly wow. enough. And uh, so, you know, take the sunglasses off for a little bit, close your eyes, um, you know, just just absorb uh, as much of that sunlight as you can safely. Obviously, don't stare at the sun or anything like that. But <laughs> even outside of the eyes, it, it gets absorbed everywhere on your body. Um, but you know, it's very, very important. It's going to be very, very important for immune function. And I, you know, there's probably no better time than right now to have a healthy immune system. Well, yeah, and you want to take take advantage of the vitamin D, natural or otherwise, especially natural because you're out there. And, and like you said, we you know we spend a lot of time in the dark and this far north of the equator. But it is, I, I believe, a fat soluble vitamin, so it gets it released is. over time and stored in the yeah. body, unlike a vitamin C, which gets flushed out with water. So, I guess that's right. uh, that's a good thing. What else? Uh, what else is happening this week, pal? 
Actually, you know what? Yeah, no, tell me. you got a minute or two before we break. What's up? Yeah, so, I mean, the, the great thing that I've been happy to see um, is a reintroduction of health care. So um, for all of our listeners and all those people that visit Pinpoint Health Clinics, as of Monday, um, we are back to a more normal operation. It's never going to be, you know, for the foreseeable future, it's never going to be 100% normal. Uh, but it's normal enough that you can get your care in a very, very safe way. I encourage everybody to go to pinpointhealth.ca check out our safety procedures but as of monday we're taking bookings and surprisingly people there is a big need for this and so people um, will be back in the clinics on monday we've been doing emergency care until this time anyways but now we are open again for elective and uh, and deferred care and that's a very very important thing i said last week i see it as a responsibility i'm not going to sit here doing cartwheels about this it is our responsibility to do this the right way because the if we do it the right way then we can keep combating covid-19 and get everybody back to work everybody needs to get back to work there's a lot of businesses out there suffering so for us this is a, a responsibility we're one of the first to go back um, and we're going to we're going to we're taking that very very seriously we're going to make sure that patients that visit us are safe we're going to make sure that our staff is safe that's equally as important um, and, you know, again, without me going into great detail about all the things, because there is a lot of detail on what we're doing, I just encourage you visit pinpointhealth.ca. You'll see at the top uh, there's a green bar that says COVID-19 safety procedures. Click on that. See the extent of the things. That includes both the responsibility of us, the clinic, but also you, the patient. If you come in, the things that we're asking you to do to help keep yourself safe, our staff safe, and other people safe. Brilliant, Ed. It's good uh, Good news that you're getting back to some regularity for sure. Look, we'll take a, a short break here. You want to uh, get some pain questions, some health questions. That's why we do the show here live every Saturday. It is, uh, what, 11-11, uh, so we're just getting rolling. It's a live show. It's a call-in show, so it's up to you. 416-870-6400. Pinpoint Health Show right here, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is 11.15. We are back at it. Pinpoint Health Show. Reaching out to info at pinpointhealth.ca. You want to check out the podcast series, The Lou Down, for some great stuff uh, there as well. But to call in now for the remainder of the show, this is a live call-in show, of course, as it is on Saturday uh, Saturday mornings here, 416-870-6400. Tell me a story, man. What else, is, uh, what else has been happening with you? Yeah, and I mean, going back to sort of where we left off before the break with us reopening, the one thing that I, I really want to make people aware of, because there are a number of people out there that obviously still won't feel safe going back into um, a clinic setting and being around, and, and that's justifiable, right? I think everybody needs to make the choice for themselves. This might be an elderly person, someone that is compromised with a comorbidity and is unwilling to take the risk, and I, and I totally understand that, and I can appreciate that. One of the important things with COVID-19, it's taught us that we have to adapt. If you are someone like that, you're one of those individuals, the great news for what, especially what I've been able to do, is move towards virtual assessments. And, and I've talked about this a little bit over the last few weeks, and it actually works quite well. Um, and in that virtual assessment, you don't need, you could be in the comfort of your own home, wherever you feel safest. Um, it could be a phone call or a video call. I think the video call is better um, because then I can ask you to do different things, different movements, which will mimic a lot of the tests 
the physical test that I would have to do in the office. So I think that is the best option. Um, but really, the point of the virtual assessment is never going to be to fully replace an assessment. But I think for the time being, it's really to give an alternative um, to people who need care and, and are unwilling to, to go somewhere and be uh, in a physical setting. And I, again, I totally understand that. And, and I think it's the right thing to do if, if, you're, if you're concerned in any way. But I don't think you should be putting off, putting off your health care any longer. I'm, I'm pretty passionate about this. I've spoken about this throughout COVID-19. I think what we've done in terms of stalling health care um, will have long-term consequences. And unfortunately, I'm not blaming anybody. It's just sort of the reality of the situation. Um, there's nothing that any of us could have done. But I think right now we're in a position that this is back up and running. Don't continue to defer your health care. There are options, even if it's not the very best option, like being in a physical setting with a doctor patient, that's fine. But you can still opt out for these virtual assessments, which are very, very good and, and can still, at the very least, put you on the right path. The other thing with the virtual assessment is if I feel that I really need to see somebody in the office, most of the time, actually, surprisingly enough, you know, I'd say about 90% of the time I can do everything I need to do virtually, give the advice that I need to give, and people are on their way and doing better. In 10% of cases, I might have to see someone in the office. We can arrange a time. We can arrange a time that will make you feel very safe. We have dedicated times that we're uh, putting in at the clinics where people who uh, don't want to, I mean, we're never going to have more than one patient at one time anyways per practitioner. But if someone wants to feel even safer, we're dedicating even more private times um, for that stuff. And so, again, don't. the big message I'm essentially trying to say is don't defer your health care. And, and I'm not saying that just um, for people who want to see me in general, right? Anybody out there, call your healthcare professional, whomever you were dealing with. Um, if you had something that was supposed to be done before and had to get deferred, call them, follow up, see what the plan is, figure it out. Don't, don't delay this any longer. There's going to be, I, I think, my opinion would be that in a few months, once we start moving back towards normal, a lot of the things that had been deferred and people feel more and more comfortable to get back into it, there's going to be massive backlogs. Um, we already have a system that's full of backlogs, unfortunately, and I think that it's only going to be compounded further based on the reality of the scenario that we're in, and I think that's a dangerous thing. So, so if you have the opportunity to do anything now, again, in a safe manner, and hey, listen, talk to your healthcare professional, talk to your clinic, whomever it may be, find out what they're doing to ensure the safety, anybody, and, and I, based on what I've seen, 95% of, of clinics, doctors are, are obviously imposing these things. But, you know, do your own research compared to other people, um, to other organizations, see the extent that they're going through and just make sure that you feel safe. That, that would be my biggest message for today is get back to, to getting your regular health care, even if it's in a not so perfect form like a virtual assessment. Yeah, that's a, that 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 backlog. I never even considered that. That's a remarkable point because, like you said, it's going to bottleneck once everybody feels that they're on the level yeah. to get out and it's free to do that. That I never thought about that. I mean, look at it. It is already. You can't buy a bike in the city because everybody's bought them all up. Guys, right. can, you can't install a pool in your backyard for another year and a half, and that's just pleasure. When these people yeah. are desperate to go back to a doctor or a clinic, that's right. I never thought about that backlog. Yeah. That's a that's a really good point. Look, we'll uh, we'll take a short break here. You have pain concerns of your own health concerns. Don't sit back. Maybe you're calling on behalf of a bashful friend. That's fine. That's why we're here live for the remainder of the hour on this lovely Saturday. It's 1120 and the number 416-870-6400. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio.
You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we are back at it indeed. It is uh, 11.23, still nice and early. It's going to be an absolutely gorgeous day. Get out there, be careful, enjoy it all. And if you have any health concerns... uh Kind of poking at your back, uh, you want to make the phone call here. you got plenty of time. 416-870-6400 is the way to do that. 416-870-6400. Live call and show. we got plenty of room. Uh, Lynn, good morning. How are you? Yeah, this is Leonard. Yeah. Hey, Leonard. Oh, sorry. I, get, uh, I got Lynn on my screen. Okay, Leonard. Okay. We'll call you Leonard. How are you, pal? I'm pretty good. Um, here's the situation. I was... Did a little leg exercises before going back to work, and I kind of strained my back a bit. Now, this is something that I've done in the past, too, because, you know, I work out and stuff like that. So, okay, I know it's going to take a couple days to heal. Then a buddy of mine says, well, why don't you go see this chiropractor in town, right? So I said, okay, well, I've never been to one before. I'll go down there. So he went down there. He did one session, you know, like just rubbing my spine a bit and then turned me on my side and then cracked my back or something or whatever they do, right? And then I went to work, and it felt fine. And then I heard a little bit later on, you know, and he said, oh, this is going to take a couple sessions, maybe three, four sessions. So I went back to him, and then he did the same thing again, but he really cracked my back really hard, okay? I felt it as soon as I left the office, and now I'm in constant pain. Like, it, it's all night long. I can't sleep. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, somebody from work said, you know, it's your sciatic nerve or something like that, uh, but I don't know what to do now, like... Is this going to heal by itself? Should I be off my feet? Should I be walking? What should I do? Yeah, I mean, so I'm not going to comment on what someone else did uh, because I I really can't do that. What I will do is sort of comment on. So, number one, you know, I would say a professional's opinion is probably more valid than, you know, a core worker's opinion if it's not, if that coworker is not a healthcare professional, right? So that's a very dangerous thing to think it's this or that. The other reality about back pain is that is sort of the way that it can happen with treatment. So there's something important that you said there. You went back to work. People often do this. Um, and and what happens is they get some type of treatment from some type of professional, they feel pretty good, and they go back and they go do whatever it is that they were doing. Likely the result of the underlying back issue that you have, because this is, you sort of alluded that you've had this sort of before, um, yep. is that these things are a chronic issue that worsen over time. And right. the reason why they worsen over time is because people often just do sort of what you, you suggested there, which is wait a few days, Automatically, it gets better and you go on and you live your life, but you're never actually targeting the problem, which most often with back pain is a result of weakness in the muscles that support the spine. And because you never target that, you eventually get to a point where all of a sudden that same repertoire of a few days of pain and then all of a sudden better stops and it doesn't happen that way anymore. And so people will do something like this, they'll go get treatment, whatever, and, and, and that's fine. That passive treatment um, like chiropractic care through manipulation is very effective in the in the acute stages. They can often feel better, and then you go back and you do stuff. There's there's a lot of problems there in terms of going back right away and doing things. This also the healing cycle of getting back to better 
is not necessarily always linear where it goes from, you know, worse to better to better to better. It can often yeah. go up and down. And so okay. what you're experiencing is not, again, I, I can't really diagnose you, right, because I don't know what's going on. But what I do know is that that type of presentation is not not something that is unlikely where someone could feel all of a sudden worse. The typical problem that happens is people will often at that point sort of give up or blame whoever they saw before as creating the problem, not really understanding that it's not that, it's just how complex back pain is that, that really goes to the problem. Now, I'm going to take a step back there because, again, I don't know who you saw. I don't know what you did, and I don't want to know. Don't mention the name. Um, so all of those things, it's, it's very difficult for me to sort of say, you know, maybe he, maybe this person did do something wrong, right? Maybe there is something that was done wrong. I don't know. I'm happy to have an assessment with you. Um, we can sort of go through it more in depth, and that's where I was going. This is the type of issue where, you know, I could speak with you on a virtual assessment, can get a lot of information, give you the right things that you can be doing. Maybe everything that was done in that treatment session is fine, and I'll say go back to that. Give it a chance. Sometimes okay. it's also about going through that process. But this is the – to give a, a sort of a general – type of answer here back pain is very very complicated and the problem is is in society we treat it in terms of uh, people in general treat it as a simple thing it's just back pain but it's not it's one of the most complicated things that we deal with in healthcare. it's the leading cause of disability around the world um, it's very very complicated it's very very hard to treat properly and the other thing to take into consideration in this is the history that people have and so just based on the little snippet of information that you gave me about your history this is not a new thing right this is something that has probably been growing and happening over years and now you're at that point where all of a sudden it's all going to start to catch up it's what i what i often refer to people with the straw that broke the camel's back for for this type of issue and so the treatment can be more than just a passive intervention it might include uh some medication it might also include um exercises and stretches that you should be doing but you know, again, I think going back to um, what I said a few minutes ago, I I'm happy to do a virtual assessment with you, see what's going on, really dive in deep into your history, figure things out, and then see if you are on the right path or we should be putting you on a different path. But you shouldn't give up. You also, the dangerous thing with all this stuff is don't take advice from people that don't know. Everybody thinks they understand back pain because, again, it sounds like it's very, very simple. If you're not a healthcare professional who specializes in this, don't take that advice. Right. Like and okay. I hear this all the time. People saying I spoke to, you know, my brother, my coworker, my cousin, whomever it may be. Everyone thinks it's simple. It's not simple. And it often leads to more problems than it does getting better. OK, so at this point, then, like I, I, I'll get your number up off the yep. radio there um, and yep. then I'll, I'll give you a call. And I mean, I can even come down and see. You. I'm not worried about yep. that. I'll, I'll but, have somebody if you've left your number with the call screener, yes. I will have somebody call you uh, and they'll okay. call you on Monday and they'll help set something up. Len, appreciate that. we got to take a short break. See, that's how it works. A simple phone call. Already the guy's turned around in the right direction. Do it for yourself as well. At least phone. Have a chat, a quick one. we got plenty of time here. It's 1130 on the Pinpoint Health Show. 416-870-6400. Gord, I see you there. Stand by, my friend. You are up next. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
And welcome back to the show. Yeah, love having you here. It's uh, it's simple. It's uh, 416-870-6400 to uh, come in and ask a question. That's why we're here. It's 1132 live call-in show. As always, we'll get to uh, to Gord. Hey, Gord, thanks for standing by. As said, you're, uh, you're up next. How are you? Pretty good. How are you guys? Good, sir. What's on your mind? Okay, I'm 64 years old. I've had uh, both hips replaced, also rotator cuff surgery. Um, next procedure, I've got... Um, going to have my total knee done replaced and also my shoulder replaced and i just wondered which one do you think i should have done first um uh and then which one um i'm just wondering about whether what which one i'll be able to handle uh the second time around should i have my shoulder done first and then you know then work yeah. on the shoulder then the knee or what so i mean that that's a very personal question and I'd need to know the extent of your medical history in order to make a determination but what I can tell you and and this might make you help might help you make the decision for yourself is that knee replacements are less complicated than a shoulder replacement not necessarily because of the sur- not because of the surgeon or anything like that but just because of the complexity of the joint the shoulder is a much much more complicated joint than the knee and so um, the Oftentimes, those surgeries are are much more complicated in terms of not not that it's not the surgery itself, but in terms of the healing, right? And and what happens because there's so many degrees of motion in the shoulder, um, and also knee replacements are done far more often than shoulder replacements, um, right. just because of the very nature that the, that knee knee arthritis and knee replacements are more prevalent because of gravity. It's a lower part on our body, um, et cetera. So I mean. I can't tell you for you who which one you should be doing first uh, because I don't know enough about your history and, and I'm not prepared to make that recommendation in this setting. But I can't. That would be my two cents on that. That that understanding that may help you to make that decision. The other thing that I would encourage you to do is speak with those surgeons, right, and let them know the reality of what you're facing. That you're going to need to do both and see if there's a recommendation. Or even better, speak to whomever your primary. A healthcare provider is like a family doctor. If they're the ones that have referred you for these things, know the extent of your history, speak with them, see what they suggest in terms of being first. But in general, shoulders are more complicated than knees. No, I appreciate that. Um, well, because of the COVID-19, I haven't been able to talk to either of them, so that's why I thought I'd give you a show. But, um, yeah, no, uh, no what you say makes sense to me. I appreciate that. No problem. Okay, thanks. thanks, Gord. Appreciate that. You want to reach out further, one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U info at pinpointhealth.ca. That's interesting. I never thought about that. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a come or go. But like you said, that's a the knee's kind of a middle joint between the hip and the and the foot, and the, but the shoulder, yeah. man. I mean, that thing rotates everywhere, right? No wonder there's problems with it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's definitely a more complicated joint. No no question about it. And. You know, that's that's a reality that people often face is, is they have a lot of different things going on. I mean, the body uh, doesn't just it's funny when I see people, um, they often think that when they're coming in, they may come in with an example like, you know, they might have back pain and, and knee pain. And they think it, it's one thing because it's happening at the same time. And I always say, you know, the reality is the body doesn't care. It can have multiple problems at one time. Um, it's not, there's no rule, right? Where if you, you know, if you've got this, it excludes anything else. And so that, that is a reality for people is that they're often facing multiple problems 
potentially and and the choice becomes well which one do you target and you know do you do you see you know we get this in the office too when our therapists are dealing with people and people have more than one problem sometimes what they'll do is say you know for a period of a few weeks let's just focus on one and the reason is because it's hard enough to treat one thing trying to treat multiple things just really dilutes everything else so i think uh gord's question there about which one he should dedicate uh, his attention to first is actually valid. Some people, and I mean, surgery would have no no other option, but I see people doing this all the time, even with rehabilitation. They have a shoulder and a knee issue and they're trying to get treatment for both. And, and, and I think that sometimes is, I mean, I'm not gonna generalize here. It, can, it could work to do both, but I've often recommended to people, let's pick one thing, right? And let's really focus on that. Um, and, and let's see if we can get that better. And then we could target the other thing. I just think, it's like anything in life. When you dedicate your attention fully to something, uh, there's nothing better, right? If you're fully invested yeah. in one one thing, you're always going to do better than if you're if you're sort of you know half halfing everything else. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred to call in. You still got time to uh, to ask some questions, Phil. Thanks for uh, thanks for standing by for a moment. How are you? Good. Good. I got a question. Uh, well, they probably about a year ago I had a sciatica. Oh, he just hung up. Interesting. Phil, call us back. Call us back if you got a moment. You know, it, it's funny how you mentioned it could be, uh, you know, the, the, the problems can be more than one place at one time. I'm thinking maybe a shoulder or a knee. Use those as an example. Is it not a um, a truth, a reality that, you know, your right knee starts bugging you. you got some arthritis in there, so you're struggling with it. Maybe you got bracing. Maybe you got so and so forth. You've had it looked at. you got some therapy. And then a couple of years later, through compensation, now your left knee is starting to bother you because it's been taking the weight and taking the load yeah. off the right knee. The human body's like that, right? Yeah, uh, compensation and pain related to compensation is something we we very much struggle with in the clinical setting because people often, you, that's a very common presentation. Someone comes in, the original complaint is right knee pain, you're taking care of that, that starts to feel better. And then, you know, a few weeks later, it's like, you know, my, my left low back now all of a sudden, or my left yeah. knee, like you, you uh, alluded to there, John. Yeah, I mean, compensation does happen when you sort of have to change what you're doing in order to sort of baby an area to, to let it heal. Then, yeah, that that is a total, I mean, one of, it's interesting following surgery with bed rest and stuff. One of the compensation pains that you get is the, the, the aches and pains of low back, neck being in bed. And this is like one of the things with COVID, right? Like people are being, are staying home. They're not moving around. All these aches and pains are going to start to happen because I mean, we're meant to move. So that compensation doesn't just mean you can be doing like, it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be more on that specific area. It can also be much less than it's used to. Um, And there's a fine balance there of where we want to be in in between too much stress on an area and too little stress. There's a happy, there's a happy medium that really does exist. And yeah, it's a very interesting thing and it's a very real thing. And, you know, the biggest thing here, going back to these types of things that I'm explaining, even going back to the the first call, uh, Leonard, I believe it was with relation, mm-hmm. there needs to really be a focus that practitioners explain this stuff to patients. And that's really one thing that I, I don't, I don't think I'm smarter than anybody that I'm that I know something that that other people don't. What I do think really distinguishes me is the amount of time that I take to explain the extent of the reality to a patient. And I think that's sort of my my value offering that I really provide. And I really like to go into these details to let people know that they might feel worse. Here's what could happen because it helps. Because when you don't explain that to a patient, and then all of a sudden it ha- it happens. 
they're sort of left in the dark wondering, well, what the heck's going on? I thought I was supposed to be getting better. And now all of a sudden yeah. I've got another issue where I all of a sudden feel worse. This is the reality. This is where education, um, uh, what I do with my patients, that's really my I think my my value um, and, and, you know, I, I don't think, again, I'm more special than anybody else, but I do really try to take the time to explain the extent of the situation to somebody. I think we got Phil back. Phil, hang on the line. We'll get to you. So uh, stand by. Don't hang up. Stay with us. And you as well. You have plenty of time. It's uh, it's a live call-in show, as you know, 416-870-6400, Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we are back. It is 11.43 here on the Pinpoint Health Show. Uh, Phil, We had Phil, but now Phil's gone again. Uh, one of these days we'll get Phil and we'll lock him in. Uh, Phil, call us back if you still want to. You can do so plenty of time. 416-870-6400. You'll want to reach out to uh, Dr. Lou anytime. Get an assessment happening. Just call for a, more of a private conversation. one 855 Dr. Lou D-R-L-O-U and pinpointhealth.ca. Make sure to catch the, uh, the Lou Down, the long-form podcast series as well. Some great stuff happening happening over there tony you're uh you're up next hi pal how are you i'm good thanks how are you doing beauty what's uh what's on your mind well i had uh two questions one's a little bit larger than the other uh, I've, i had a, a hip replacement i'm uh, 52 years old had hip replacement uh a year ago in november um okay. i still have lots of problems with my hip i can't pick up any kind of weight with it um if i don't do anything just my normal day-to-day life i look like i'm normal and feel normal but as soon as i lift any kind of weight or do any kind of physical activity, move a sofa or something, I could be in pain for three to three days to a week in my hip. Um, okay. So that's the first thing. Yeah. So, okay. Let me, let me ask you a few things there. Cause I mean, 52 is young for a total hip replacement. Did you have um, some underlying problem with your hips outside of just simple arthritis? Was there something else going on there? Um, yeah, like, I mean, uh, when I was young, I, um, I had a, um, my hip came out of place and broke. It was in a motorcycle accident. So there's injuries there that created these issues yeah. way okay. back. So they were way back when I was younger, but yeah. they finally caught up to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So that, that starts to add up for me because 52 would be young for, let's call it the normal degenerative process. Um, I mean, you know, we want to try to delay those replacements as long as possible, but obviously if you had a fracture in that area, um, and there was major trauma, that's going to lead to greater degeneration over time, and that will lead to other problems. Now, okay, that's, that's question one. Question two is, what did you do prior to the surgery in terms of rehabilitation or prehabilitation, and how much therapy did you do following the surgery? Um, well, following the surgery, uh, prior to the surgery, I just my regular life. Like, I was, you know, I was fine. I wasn't in, not, not in bad shape. Um, okay. Again, this is something that happened when I was 18 years old. Sure. Um, okay. And what about surgery, following the surgery? Yeah, following the surgery, um, I was quick out of the gate, man. Like, I thought I was going to be phenomenal. Um, yeah. The, the next day or when I was in bed, um, I was already starting my exercises and everything else. Like, I was doing really, really good. But there yeah. was an incident that did occur. Um, now, this is right after the surgery. I was in the bed under the sheets. And I moved ever so slightly. And you know how the sheets are wrapped around your leg uh, where your foot is. And I felt like a pop Mm. up in my uh, thigh area, almost like an elastic band being released in a way, like or or let go. 
And yeah. I was obviously just out of surgery, so I was probably, um, you know, I'm still on the, the drugs and that. And I thought, okay, well, what was that? And I thought, I'll just leave this alone. Like, let me not think about what just happened. It didn't seem so severe. Right. But I, I think something, in fact, did happen there. And, uh, yeah. and ever since, I have pain in that area. How long ago was the surgery? Like, how long ago are we talking? A year in November. Well, I made one year ago, November. Yeah, I mean, so there's a lot of things there that might explain why you're not doing as well as you may have thought you may be doing. Um, again, I, I, it's it's hard for me to make a definitive um, type of recommendation or anything like that. If if I don't assess you, I'd have to find out a little bit more. Uh, but in general, for sure, like as general advice, pre-existing problems, traumas will lead to greater degeneration, earlier degeneration, and that also complicates everything because if there were fractures and things like that, that may have changed a lot of mechanics, and so maybe um, what you've done following uh, or following the surgery, you're not getting what you needed out of it. Um, the other reality is maybe you just need to keep up with therapy even during uh, this time, and, and maybe that has to be sort of part of your day-to-day -day life. Um, the reality is replacing a joint, people think that that is the the be-all end-all solution. It's sort of a tool that can get you back to doing the things you need to do to keep yourself healthy, but there's a lot that needs to be done. So, uh, you know, again, I'm happy to assess that. You, you mentioned you had a second issue. Yeah, and I mean, it goes right to your point, and even the comment you had stated before uh, I got online. Uh, my mother uh, has had a knee replacement. She was having a lot of trouble, and they yeah. said it was her knee, so she had her knee done. Um, shortly thereafter, again, she's still in tons of pain, a lot of issues and everything with her leg, went to see another specialist in Toronto and they said, Oh, you know, it wasn't really your knee. It was your hip. So she's yeah. had her hip done and yeah. now she's having uh, tons of trouble. It's been a year for her as well. And her hip came out of place like two, three weeks ago. And she's yeah, just, she's depressed and everything. And I think um, just to make to your point, uh, people need to understand. I think the doctors, cause none of them really are as clear as you are with saying that oh, thank you. you almost get the feeling that when you go in, you're going to be great when you come back out. And that's not necessarily yeah, the no. case. And I think to your point. The, the best analogy I give for this to sort of make people understand, because again, going back to the, the body is harder to understand for people to appreciate. If you had severe heart disease and atherosclerosis in your heart, and I, and I said, let's do a bypass surgery. And, and all that means is we're going to create like a little loop around these coronary arteries. That way there's better blood flow that doesn't necessarily mean that you have a brand new heart, right? You're still gonna need to exercise, eat healthy, and sort of take care of those new vessels. We're just giving you a chance to do better in the future. Replacements of joints are the same thing. This idea that, and the other thing is what you mentioned there, where people, I mean, here's the reality of anyone, not, not just surgeons, but when you, have, uh, when, when you have a hammer, everything is a nail, right? So surgeons want to do surgery because that's mainly how they get paid. I work with a lot of surgeons, good surgeons. I'm not, this is not a bash because the reality is that the vast majority will, will take this stuff into consideration. But the, the other reality of the problem is that the public thinks that this is a full-on solution, and it's not. Uh, just replacing a joint and just replacing every joint one after the other. The other thing is it may not even be the source of the problem. This is what I tell people all the time. You, there are people out there that have, if you took an x-ray of their knee, they have severe osteoarthritis of their knee, but they have no knee pain. And then there's other people that have extreme knee pain, and you take an x-ray and they have no osteoarthritis. The, the reality of pain is it's, it's vastly more complicated than just the degenerative joint. And this is really what I try to do is, is out 
is really try to understand, is there an underlying functional problem here? And if there is, you should target that before replacing it in a joint. And you brought up that point there. Any knee issue, I can almost guarantee you, is a result of an underlying problem in either your hip or your ankle because it is a, it's a hinge joint between two very mobile joints. And so based on the way mechanics works, it just means that over time you might feel that problem in your knee, but the reality, the source of the issue is probably the hip or the ankle. So uh, I do appreciate the compliment. Um, and, and like I said, I, that's really what I try to do is explain this stuff to make it real, uh, real talk for people so that way there's no BS. People know what they're getting into and there's no, there's no magic cures out there. That's the reality of, of this and what I do on this show. Tony, appreciate your time and uh, and spending the time with us and the phone call as well. You want to reach out further, by the way, anytime, one 855 Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U, info at pinpointhealth.ca, and you can catch the podcast as well, the Lou down at, uh, at your leisure as well. You still have a few minutes, so bring the phone calls on. That's why we're here. Get answers just like that, man, 416-870-6400, Pinpoint Health Show. This is Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is 11.54 on a picture-perfect Saturday morning. Get out there and enjoy it. Get moving. It'll help you in more ways than you can imagine, not only vitamin D. Uh, i got a few minutes, so if you want to lay a phone call in and get some answers quickly, no uh, no problem. 416-870-6400. You know, you mentioned, uh, Dr. Lou, that uh, it's you know we've kind of reached an equilibrium smartly, the way they did with the lockdown with the uh, healthcare system and not overburdening it. Yeah. And then, man, last uh, last 10 days, you see these protests happening all over the states and up here in, in Canada as well. Rightly so. But it's like yeah. it's almost like hashtag virus. What virus? Like, oh, man, I hope that doesn't have a negative effect. It's such a strange time. I, I agree with you. I think the protests are important for what's going on. Obviously, I mean, peaceful protests. Uh, I'm not, I don't think I don't think I'm in favor of the uh, of the, you know, the, the, the bad things going on. But I am in favor of of protesting and, and a change happening because there is a big underlying problem there. But, you know, those those gatherings couldn't come at a worse time when you consider yeah. that we are still dealing with COVID. It's almost like we've forgotten about that. And it's such a tricky um, setting. I mean, it's it's definitely not something that I'm prepared to, to give a, any advice on. Uh, but, you know, it's it's people still do need to remember there is a virus out there and, and you know, the consequence of this are real if we have to go back into more severe lockdowns like you know we've we've gone we're almost what three months in now um and there are people that have not worked in three months and and the suffering that's going to happen as a result of that is is absolutely insane and then all of a sudden if we have to go back into something like this um it is a it's a very very weird year that much is true i i was on uh on instagram i noticed joe rogan's post he had a picture of aliens um, and and the caption was okay. We're up next. I'm really nervous. Like that's the only <laughs> thing that could. That could that's like, hilarious. That's brilliant. 2020. Like you know, yeah. that's, that's the all. That's the next thing is you know we're gonna find out aliens are here. They're among us, and and we're gonna yeah. start to see everything. So it's a, you know, it's I, I maybe this is a time of change, right? Where where things are happening, but uh, you know that's again not my area of expertise. However, thing, those are the types of things I'm talking about on the Lou Down. Um, so check it out. As you mentioned at the beginning of the show, I'm venturing outside of just healthcare 
um, to have intelligent conversations uh, with a lot of different people to figure, you know, just for people to learn. But, you know, when it comes to this show, the, the point of this show is very much healthcare. Um, and I guess my big message for this week again is stop deferring your care, get back in. You know, we just heard it with the last caller there saying that they were trying to call the doctors and nobody's answering. I, you know, that to me is a problem. The one thing that I can tell you about Pinpoint Health is although we were closed for, you know, two and a half months, everybody's call got answered. One way or another, we took every single call. We made sure people knew what was going on. If they needed to speak with someone, they got to speak with their healthcare professional. And, you know, I... I'm just very, very proud, and I bring that up because I'm very, very proud of my team and what we've done. Um, we've made sure to not leave people. And when I hear those things, that people haven't got calls back from doctor's offices and things like that, you know, I, I have no problem calling out all of those doctors. Shame on you. Uh, you know, yeah. to leave your patients hanging, it's fine. You can't see them in your office. I get it. But you know what? Answer their calls. Give them guidance. Help them out. And, and, if, and if anybody's out there listening and they haven't done that, my, my message is simple. I think that's a shameful thing. Uh, we are not in this to, to leave people hanging with their health care. It's their health care at the end of the day that matters their most. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, I really am very, very proud of what my team has done during this very, very difficult time. We've, you know, gone through very, very hard times, too, economically in terms of what the consequences of this are going to be. But we're going to push forward, and we're going to push forward so that we can take care of our patients. And, and again, pinpoint health as of Monday, June 8th, is back open for um, deferred and non-urgent care. Check out pinpointhealth.ca to figure out, to see, not sorry, not to figure out, but to, to see the procedures and the extent of things we're going through to keep people safe, which has to do with hygiene, PPE, um, limiting patients, et cetera. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're here and we're going to take care of whomever we can during this time. It's been a uh, good show. Appreciate all of your calls over the last hour. Again, you want to reach out, just gave some info there, but we'll give it again. Always do info at pinpointhealth.ca. That is the email address. Phone call, no problem, one 55 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U. And do catch those podcasts, The Lou Down, at your uh, favorite podcast provider. Go watch some of those as well. We'll catch you next time on the Pinpoint Health Show. This is Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.